0: Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay. A little bit earlier this week in the week for our men's show, because we all know what's happening tomorrow night. It is the big finale of the group stages for the World Cup with England against Wales. A must-win game for all England fans across the nation and definitely a final day, a cup final day for the Welsh fans. And they'll love nothing more than try and bury England out of the World Cup. But we're going to have to have something to say about it. It's going to be an interesting week. And also we are, I mean, we've got one game in hand as well. We've got my Pittsburgh Steelers tonight kicking off against Indianapolis Colts, which is George's team. So hopefully we might speak to George next week. Hopefully, maybe we could talk about the Colts and Steelers game. Not that it's probably going to be an interesting game. But uh, for the time being, we've got Gareth Withers. We've got Adam Withers. Welcome both back to the show. Um, I've had to... Really named this episode after Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs explosion we had of so anyone's seen the game, the Raiders game in the overtime. Jacobs broke off for an 80 yard touchdown, which won the Raiders the game. It was really a sublime game against the Seattle Seahawks and the Seahawks really were a favoured team, considering how the Raiders have been. And don't worry, Adam, I'm going to get on to you because I did face Adam. This week in fantasy football, I went to bed hoping for a win, knew it was maybe not going to happen, but to wake up with 53.3 points for Josh Jacobs. I mean, Adam, you're you're basking in the glory here. I know you are. Just, Just give it to me now. It's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got destroyed, didn't you? It was it was yeah. it was a horror show for you. I mean, it was so bad that I didn't even need Josh Jacobs. That's how bad it was. He didn't even <laughs> have to play. He could have got he could have got minus. That's how bad it was. And I still would have won. So there you go. You know, it was like, it was only a couple of weeks ago I was on the fantasy show and got told that I didn't know what I was doing and that everything was a load of rubbish and now like Seven and five, and you know, in the playoffs, and I don't know. It's just what I'm saying. You know, I mean, uh, Gareth, come on,
0: Pidgey. I, I know you're the king of gloating, Gareth, but come on, what can I do about that?
1: Fifty-three points. You can't do nothing. You just sit there quiet. <laughs> you and can't, and do, can't anything. do anything.
2: No, no offense, you, Fred, guys. but I don't like your team at all. In that, I know, in fantasy, like um, I had an easy win against you early on in the season. Adams had an easy win. Um, you're basically like the real-life Steelers. You're a team we yeah. rock up against and just drop lot, long plays against. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure what you can do at this point other than get ready for next season.
0: Still, It's still in the playoffs here at the minute. Let me just say, everyone's really grilling me. I've seen the playoffs that, and is that I'm how it works fantasy? Get ready for, for next
2: season. season. <laughs> if it's a darling league, I was saying take advantage of that early pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I am will still be in the playoffs even after everything all is said and done. But I have got two tough matchups coming up against me. But really, we're moving away from fantasy because we have our own show for the fantasy yeah. fanatic, which you can all watch. Really, I do want to focus on Josh Jacob a little bit and this Raiders team, um, at Gareth because I think like Josh Jacobs, it was very much brought up to do with fantasy anyway because he sort of d- dropped in a lot of drafts and people weren't really talk about him, talking about him. And Josh Jacobs, for me, I've always thought is a pretty decent running back. Maybe he has mm-hmm. not has uh, maybe underperformed in the last few years for the Raiders. When you look at the stats this year for a team that hasn't been good for, for a lot of people, he's only rushed for under 50 yards in one game. And that was against the saints. Can't really blame the saints. D- d- front seven are really good. He's gone for over a hundred yards against the Broncos, against the chiefs, against the Texans, against the Broncos again, and then over 200 yards against the Seattle Seahawks get granted overtime. time. And I will grant, you know, there's a couple of teams in there for the games over a hundred yards um, that he's gone against. And, I mean, a total of quick maths here, three, six, uh, eight, nine touchdowns
2: this year. Is Josh Jacobs underappreciated? at the Raiders? Very much so, because I think as well, I think it's a bit of a nightmare situation for the Raiders because the fact that it's his contract year this year, isn't it? So it's a pay me or lose me year for him. And with the numbers he's put on up this year, the pay me price tags going up up, which I do appreciate this day and age for running backs, that ceiling there is almost a ceiling there on how much you can get paid due to the the amount of good running backs and how relatively cheap you can get them in the draft this day and age, but right now he is showing because he's got over the thousand yards this year um, he's showing he's their best player and if he went that's a massive hole that they need to fix and it's not an easy hole to fix either. Adam, we
0: it on the Raiders a few. You are quite notorious for giving the Las Vegas Raiders a bit of a hard time let's be honest. It went from upon a time to John Gruden bashing. I mean, he sort of deserved it, I admit. But the, the Raiders, I mean, uh, th- this isn't season turnaround beating the Seattle Seahawks, I don't think. And clearly Derek, uh, Derek Hart was a bit bruised up in that game, had to come off for a, a series of plays because of, of his ribs. Um, but again, I, I, I pose the question onto you. I know you've got him on your fantasy team, and let's just draw away from that a minute in the gloating. But Jacobs ha- hasn't been spoken about, I don't think, for a fair few years in that sort of top echelon running back conversation. Do you think it's fair to start putting him in, in that conversation? Because like like Gareth said, he, he's, he's maybe the best player on that offense at the minute.
1: Yeah, I think he is a quality running back. I I don't know if you would put him in the top echelon of it. I I don't think you'd have him with, like, Eckler or Henry or Taylor. I I don't Mm. think you would, to be honest. Um, The reason that he's really good on the Raiders at the moment is because apart from Devonta Adams, they haven't got anything out. It's uh, like, you know they're playing with Mac Hollins as their wide receiver number two, Renfri's out for the season, Darren Waller's gone for the season. That's why it's all going through Josh Jacobs. It's mm. Jacobs is one of them running backs where the more times you hand it off to him, the more he'll score. You know, that's just what he does. So I, I think because of that, you're seeing him do well. Most teams wouldn't be doing that though. You know, you don't, you don't mm. see many running backs now that have that kind of, usage compared, compared in other teams. And it just kind of feels like if given the chance, he can show what he can do. And that's what he's doing with the Raiders. But the problem is, is that because, you know, there's nothing else really there that's going to make much of a difference apart from Adams. It, it's very difficult for them to win games. I mean, at the beginning of the season, the one thing I said about the Raiders, you just look at that roster like overall, compared to the other teams that are in their division, and, you know, we were all pretty high on the Broncos at the start. You kind of felt like it was going to go well, and it just hasn't. It felt like the Raiders had the weakest roster overall. And you just sort of think, well, if that's the case, and they can't even beat the other three teams in their division, what chance have they got? Now, you know, obviously they've got a better record than the Broncos at the moment, and probably will have come the end of the season. So that's... That's good in that respect. But they're not really improving as a team. It's like they're not going anywhere, which is a real, you know, it's a bit of a shame. I always have a go at them, but I, I do feel sorry for, t- you know, Tinch on our fancy show Raiders fan. It's like I always get sick from him from constantly having a go at them. But the problem is they do stupid things. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. It's like if they, I always used to have a go at the Eagles because the Eagles always used to do stupid things. Now the Eagles aren't doing stupid things, which is why I don't say, you know, they should have signed Jacobs. He was their main running back going into this Mm -hmm. season. He's he has shown over the last few years that he is a decent running back. Okay, he's not Mm -hmm. the best, but they could have got him on a cheaper deal than what Mm -hmm. they're going to get him this time. Mm -hmm. They're going to end up having to pay up now if they want to keep him. And the other thing is, is that they don't have a, necessarily have the choice to keep it. They did. They don't now. If someone else comes in with a bigger amount of money, where is he going to go? I mean, he might stay there if he likes it there. But it it is just I think he's very good. I just think the Raiders have been typical Raiders, to be honest, and, and just made a bit of a hash of it.
2: Does it make that trade for Adams in the first place just seem even more, even more odd than what it, I thought it was at the time? Because that's the kind of trade you go for if you're going for something, if you're planning on winning. And they weren't ready for you. You can do the comparison of the Eagles going for AJ Brown. The Eagles made that trade because it made them yeah. a decent playoff contender side. Them yeah. doing that trade wasn't making them a playoff side. Because they've got they... too much stronger sides in their division.
1: Yeah, I think they had to. I think they had to make a big splash in the market just to try and compete in that division. I think if they hadn't have gone out and got themselves a big name, then the fans would have really got on their back for not doing anything. you got to bear in mind, I mean, you've got, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs who, OK, they lost Tyreek Hill and didn't really... I mean, they brought in free agents, but they didn't bring in massive names or anything like that. But the thing is, is that they're starting from like up here anyway. So it's like they're in a really good position. Um, The Chargers went out and spent big. You know, they really did go out and spend big on a lot of players on their defence, on their, you know, they they did a lot there. Um, And then Denver obviously brought in Russell Wilson. You know, everyone's going on about how this is going to... This is what they need. All they need is the quarterback. Here he is. So I really felt like the Raiders were the last ones to move and kind of felt like they were in a position where we're the only ones who haven't done anything. We have to do something. Because if we don't show a sign of, like, trying to compete, then we're just going to get nowhere. But, of course, as you say the roster's just not in the position that it needs to be in order for it to work, which is why they're four and seven. But, but doesn't their no record
2: either.
0: Would it no, surprise you count.
2: though,
0: would it surprise you though, when I've, I've just been looking at their like game uh, lines, uh, they've gone, they've gone to overtime three times this year and they're two, they're, they're two and one in overtime and their points differential is not like that bad. This is games they've lost. So they lost the charges by five points they lost to the Cards by six points. Oh, no, I've just pressed the wrong button. Um, sorry, just give me 30 seconds just to get back onto their games there. Um, so, one second, get off the Cards game. So, sorry. So, they they lost to the Cards by, by six points. Um, they lost to the Titans by two. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs by one. Um they they got blown out by the Saints, they lost to the Saints 24 to nothing. That was just a bit of a joke. But the Jags beaten by seven, the Colts beaten by five. Um, and then they've won the last two games, so that's up to date there. I mean, it's not a big point bar that Saints game. Like that Saints game is the one that sticks out, obviously. But the point spread it's not that mm. bad there. I mean, the in the history of this podcast, when we've talked about them teams and that point differential, only just yeah, you know, this is the Vikings of last year. Really, when we talk about like that points differential, and we didn't call them a bad team, so Gareth, it's just—is it just, is it just the, obviously these are scores on paper, but the games were played. But again, team on roster on paper is not that get great, and maybe visually isn't that great. But they're keeping in games a lot of the time throughout the year. Do you think is maybe they are getting a bit of a bad rep, and they're a better team for maybe everyone is giving them credit for?
2: I don't know. I think the league this year overall is a lot tighter. There's a lot of teams, There's a lot, for example, if you look at the Jaguars, for example, how many one-score games have they been involved in this year, for example? I think the league is just a lot tighter this year. I think you've got your exceptional sides and then a congregation in the middle and then a couple of basement dwellers. But I think overall, I think there's only really three, four elite teams and there's a lot of mediocrity in the middle. Um this year, and I think that's what is maybe keeping them in games a little bit more. Is there's not really the the thrashings that are happening because there's not actually that much of a differential between a lot of teams this year, in my opinion. I don't know what you lot think.
0: I yeah, think to when, me- when, sorry. When I look at the tables, I mean, compared to the rest of the, the divisions, they would still be about where they would be in in every division, pretty much. Um but go on Adam after
1: you please. To me, it, it just kind of feels like I I think this year has been a real turn, hasn't it? There's been a there's been a big change in of the guard this year, and I think that in itself is probably what's happened that you know the Packers have not been as good, the Bucks have not been as good, um, the Saints have not been as good, the Rams have not been as good. You've you've got these these teams that had really strong quarterbacks and just overall sort of almost like dynasties to a certain extent where they had these sort of like these strong quarterbacks and then they had their main wide receiver or main running back or whatever. And it's not working as much for them. And it feels like they've all kind of all, they've all regressed over the last sort of two or three years. And so that's probably why. Well, also you've got, the worst teams of the last sort of like that were say like three, four years ago, they've now had multiple decent draft picks and have brought in these younger people. So now they're sort of coming up and getting better. And so everyone's kind of it feels like everyone's in the middle. Everyone's just sort of like fighting it out in the middle, apart from, as you say, a couple of really good teams at the top, a couple of really poor teams at the bottom. So you know, it, it does feel very much like that. It's like, you know, the Steelers is another one. I mean, how, you know, it was Big Ben for ages, wasn't it? He's not there anymore. And, you know, that's part of, not the whole reason, but part of the reason that they're struggling. Sort of. So I, I think it's just, it, it happens all the time. It's just a sort of like rotation of the teams. And now because of that, you're seeing, I mean, all we've seen really in the last five years is how bad the Jets are. You know, they've been awful. And yet this year, it, because they've managed to bring in a few years worth of first round picks that are actually really good. And they've got some guys in that are making a difference. So I think it's just what happens. But yeah, at the moment, it does feel like there is a lot of people in the middle still vying to get playoff spots at the moment.
0: Speaking of which, uh, we'll move on to Gareth, because he believes that there are two teams that are primed for positions within the playoffs on the AFC side and the NFC side. Um, So so take it away, Gareth.
2: Who have you got that is definitely a shoe-in here? So for me, I think there's one team that I think is less of a surprise because they did get to the Super Bowl last year in the Bengals. I think that they've found, even with the injuries, the right um, recipe and effect to win games. Um, T. Higgins obviously stepped up into... Chase's role, uh, Burrow is still Burrow. And even right down to that O-line now, which at the beginning of the year was horrific, has learned to gel with each other. And their defence, which was apparently horrific against the Rush, managed to keep Derrick Henry to like 39 rushing yards or something ridiculously low like that. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the year, they were getting round through. Now they've shored that up. Combine that with the fact that the O line is stopping Burrow from basically spending 50% of the snaps on his backside, they are looking really strong. You think that there's players that are going to come back into that lineup and further make them stronger. Now, the other shout that I've got, which it feels odd saying this next one, but mm. it's the Heineke effect at the commanders. Mm. The fact that they have under Heineke, haven't halved, and this isn't just because they beat us. I know some people going, "Ah, oh, Eagles fan, trying to make out the, one of the teams that they've played has been worthwhile this year. Um, but the way they're playing, and I know they're winning a lot of close games and they're not really destroying anyone, but they are winning those games. When the game is on the line, Heineke seems to deliver. Because I've had got a friend who was having a bet on that game and he had it, he literally was relying on the Falcons to score to win. And I said, if it had been the other way around, he was relying on the commanders to score to win his bet I said he was he would have done it but I had no faith in Mariota at that point in time but the way they are playing right now and the fact that they're gonna get better because I'm pretty sure isn't Chase not far from being ready to suit up as well now um which bear in mind how good of a player he was and how long he's been out that isn't a bad player to be getting back they're just two teams, I think, that are starting to find form at the right part of the season.
0: I'd start with the commanders here. We'll focus on them to begin with. Um, I, I think you're right. I think the addition, I don't, Chase Chase Young didn't play in the last game, I don't think, for them, did he? But he no, was he was, he now, was, he was just back. Yeah, so they they are getting the right places, but, and and I have to agree with Heineke. You know, you go out in the off season, you get in Carson Wentz, which everyone at the time when all these QB moves were happening, everyone was a little bit like, oh, and the Commanders got Carson Wentz. When really, you know, people were saying about the uh, there was Wilson trade. I mean, Matt Ryan going over Falcons sort of said that, but at Marcus Mariota, but Mariota did play decent in Tennessee. Um, uh, Steelers getting in. Um, Oh, uh, Mitch Trubisky, and sort of the Commanders. It, it didn't seem that sexy them getting Carlson Wentz, and I know he's 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 in. I think he's injured, isn't he? That's why he's he's been out of the lineup. Yeah. Um. And then Heineke's come in, and who didn't play bad last year either. Um. And I'm not saying he's their franchise quarterback. Um. But again, like I've said on this pod loads of times, if, 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 a, a, a a quarterback which is serviceable can get you far if the rest of your team can click. And last year, the mm-hmm. commander's defense was so underwhelming compared to how it was hyped up. And that's, it didn't get the hype this year because of that. And also because of the chase young injury as well, prior to the season. And they've just been playing well. They've got some good offense players. Curtis Samuel's finally working out and, and looking pretty decent. Terry McLaurin is is easily one of the most underrated receivers in this league, I think. He's so underrated of how good he is. He's he should be in the conversation for that top five because he, he does make this offense click. And that the the Brian Robinson, I know obviously he got shot, you know, you don't predict them things, but he didn't start season, but he's been fantastic for them. And even when he got brought in, people were like, Well, but Antonio Gibson's pretty good. It was a bit like Travis Etienne coming in and James Robinson there. I know that's now changed change, but it was oh, they got Brian Robinson, but Antonio Gibson's pretty good. So what's gonna happen with that? But that joint backfield is really clicking for them. It's an underrated offensive line. It always is every year. Um, but but they're finding their way. And like I said, they're winning close games. And um, there is certainly a Heineke effect going on, I think. He's definitely got some, he's got more about him than the serviceable quarterbacks have in this league. I think he's got a bit of that arrogance
2: and swagger, which I, I definitely like about him. And bear in mind, they also lost, because at the beginning of the season, Dotson was great for them. Mm. And then he got injured, was out for a while, and he's now coming back. And they're just starting to find these players that are coming back. And since Heineke's been in, he seems to have galvanised the whole offence. And they all all want to fight for him. They all seem to want to win for him. He just seems to have got the whole team willing to do whatever to get them over the line for him, which is an attribute you really need in a quarterback. You want them to literally do anything for the quarterback because if they don't, unfortunately for Carson, I don't think he's ever really had that in any locker room over the maybe the first few years with the Eagles. Um, and, I, and obviously there's something about his personality as well that seems to clash with in some of the dressing rooms he's been in. But they just seem to be willing to run through walls for Heineke. And... That hasn't half transitioned onto the pitch. I think
1: it's his enthusiasm though, isn't it, for it? That's what it that's what it sort of boils down to. It's like he's he's getting everyone going. And I think that sometimes it's it's quite an underrated quality, something that I think people forget about. It's like having that voice in the locker room to just really sort of like wind everyone up, get everyone ready to go. I I think he's a decent quarterback. I, I don't think he's I wouldn't have him as a franchise quarterback, certainly not. And I, I I don't think he's that great, but he's still got that sort of like the enthusiasm that will push them that extra mile and give them that, that extra little bit. I think what's really getting them through these games is their defense. I mean, it's really such a strong defense that they've got. And like you say, it's only going to get better when, uh, when Chase Young is back fully fit and and stuff like (laughs) that. So it's only going to get better. Um, I suppose, really, the, the only question is, is does that mean that all four teams from the NFC East are going into the, uh, into the playoffs,
2: then, mm-hmm. if you think they're going to make it? Yeah. There's one team I think about to fall out in the next few weeks. Uh, oh. um, and Because, basically, in the next three weeks, the Giants play the Commanders twice. That's that, for me, is... Yeah, they're key, that, pivotal games there. That, for me, decides whether New York giants make the playoffs or not for me this year i think that they've i think they had i don't get me wrong i think the coaching staff there have been absolutely phenomenal i think that what they've achieved this season compared to where they were at it's i'm bearing in mind they, they have drafted well this year and but i just think that they're probably gonna be a team from the nfc east that fall out because they've still got to play the eagles twice they've got to play the Commanders twice. That's four pivotal games with the remainder of the season. And teams that can stop the run, they don't seem to have an answer for them. And the Eagles have shored up that centre of their D-line because John Davis is, thing about to be activated back off IR again. Um, you got Ensue in, in the middle now as well. Um, and we've also got, lots of, I can't remember his name now, the lad who just got from the ex-Giants as well. They were brought in solely to solidify our defence against the run. And if you stop their run game, the Giants literally don't seem to have another answer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, they're, they're going to be the side of the miss out from the East. I'm just I'm just looking at the get. I didn't know when
0: Heineke come in, but he actually came in against the Packers, Adamson, and, and so he's five and one actually this year. And yeah. it was clearly a so slow start because he only beat the Packers by two, beats the Colts by one, beats the command uh, sorry loses to the Vikings by three, and then in the last and then in the last two weeks as as well, the Eagles he beat they, they beat you by um, eleven, and then they beat the Texans by thirteen, and then they have beaten the Falcons by six. So. It's it's definitely decent. Um, I think they're going the right way. I mean, the Bengals. We'll move on to them, uh, Adam. What what's your opinion on them? Because th- they seem to be clicking on all cylinders again and seem to be back to what
1: what what they were last year, really, and what got them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with the Bengals is that they've. They've, I wouldn't say they've moved away from the run, but I feel like they've moved into the sort of like using the running backs in the passing game more. I think Mixon, as you you know, you know saw in the last game before he was injured, he was, you know, he got, what was it, four touchdowns, five touchdowns? I can't remember now. But it was like, you know, a lot of them were pass catching. P. Ryan again, another one, a lot of pass catching in that. And I think they're just kind of letting Burrow do what Burrow does best, which is basically just throw the ball out to whoever he can at the time. You know, Higgins has started to step up in the last few weeks. I think um, Tyler Boyd's been quiet, but the thing is is that everyone knows he's there, so it's still someone worth being out there. You're starting to see Hayden Hurst get more involved. And, you know, Jamar Chase, yeah, he hasn't been there, but he's coming back. And once he is back, that will be a much more explosion on that offence as well. Um and then you've got the defense which is just a really solid defense and was mm. a solid defense last year to be honest they they're doing well they're becoming a more sort of all round team
2: mm.
1: uh, i think and i think because of that they i think they'll probably go on and win the division i mean they're not that you know that they're, they're the only reason they're not winning it at the moment is because i think the ravens beat them yeah um, but i i think that they you know they have the the chance to go and win it and they're they're a good side but you know we saw what they could do last year and there was no real reason as to why that wouldn't happen again because they are they are a good team and they have got really strong uh, playmakers and you know someone like higgins would be most teams wide receiver one so it's like that that tells you how how strong they are at the moment on the offense and it just kind of feels like The biggest problem that they had last year was the O-line. We all knew that it was the O-line. That was the thing they tried to fix. They've done exactly what Kansas City did the year before, where they changed their O-line. And it took half a season with them for them to get really, really strong. And now you're starting to see them get that little bit better. And I think that's what's making the difference for them.
2: Mm -hmm. They're the team, I think, that some of the elite sides in the AFC don't want to get into the playoffs. Because they're a tricky team to play. Like, they can turn up on their day and they can beat anyone. And I think that's the worry for some of these other, the likes of the Bills and the Chiefs, which are the teams that we know are the heir apparent to the AFC title, basically. But they don't want the Bengals there for the reason being that they can turn up on their day and turn them over. Yeah. And that is a concern, I think, for them. They would rather they drop out and have the Ravens in. Out of those sides, uh, which is, I think, just shows how good the likes of Burrow is. I feel like they've just missed
0: a step at the start of the year, and then just showing how good they are again. I think you're right in terms of playoff wise. No one's facing because it's, it's a difficult team to face. It's a difficult team to go to in the in the winter as well. Like it's cold. It's, it's hard. They're tough they've been playing in it. Like they are. You know teams like teams like the okay the chiefs that's probably a bad example because it gets cold in kansas but the chiefs chiefs the bills and the bengals are all equally teams that no one really wants to play in the playoffs because you could you could certainly get really smashed by them and, and they've definitely got that experience now all three teams have, have well enough experience now in the playoffs um we've got one comment and we do have to do a bit of a special do for i know this friends, is going to be done over across the pond afc fan battle podcast go and check that out for your afc South needs we were messenger last because she is seasoned. nicole she goes she uh on twitter because she goes to all the games have to say must be one of the games of the weekend because that oh, ravens jags game is quality and um I, again um I, I can't remember i don't remember if we spoke about this on last week but we might as well speak about it again if, if that's the case um the Jacksonville Jaguars, a lot of Jags fans we chat to are all a bit like, but we lose games and stuff like that. And and it's definitely I've been on the, the podcast on a podcast for, for them guys over there and spoke about yeah. this and spoke and I've spoken about how they were all sort of doom and gloom about the Jags. And yet I don't feel like I am doom and gloom. And I think this result sort of shows that these guys are, are sort of turning the corner here. I mean, um Adam, with the with Trevor Lawrence now. Number one pick, a lot of hype coming out of the draft. Probably one of the, the biggest hypes out of the draft mm. in the last maybe five, six years, really, in terms of the star quality that he could bring to this team. Are we starting to see it from Trevor Lawrence? Because a lot of people were doubting it.
1: I think it it kind of, this game really felt like a bit of a bit of a turning point for him, didn't it? It, it kind mm. of like all of a sudden it, it clicked. And the other thing is, and this is I think this is probably something that maybe hasn't been picked up as much. I think the fact that he did did it predominantly without Travis Etienne as well. I mm-hmm. think that's the other thing.
0: So yeah, much that, of that's really interesting because I've not heard that or yeah, seen that anywhere,
1: actually. That's so, really interesting. So point. much of that game game plan that they have runs through Travis Etienne and and obviously mm-hmm. like them two together and the whole Clemson connection and all that sort of thing and the fact that he did it without him and he kind of had to put the team on his back a little bit and you know you had you know Marvin Jones getting a touchdown Zay Jones was really good uh, yesterday on fire um you know he had to throw the ball more because it although who did I can't remember who was it that they had at running back in of Jermichael Hasty. Michael Hasty, although Hasty because Hasty was really good, he did do really well. Yeah. But Hasty is a lot more of a passing, pass catching running back than a sort of like uh sort of like ETN. I know he does it as well, but not as much. And it just kind of felt like Lawrence kind of did a lot more and it was just that last bit towards the end. It it's the thing that it doesn't happen with the Jag. You know, they don't do that sort of thing. What they what they do is that they, they get themselves into a position to win and then screw it up so it's it's one of them things where it was like oh actually no we can do it and so you can't help but feel that that will be a huge positive for them they've got themselves a head coach who you know we Gareth knows really well but we all kind of quite like him and we think mm-hmm. that he's a he's a good attacking head coach and And it will, you know, it will be his downfall as well as his positives as well. But he will always give it a go and he will always put it, you know, help the quarterback out. And I think that's a big plus. And yeah, okay, they're not going to be, they haven't done the Jets of this year. It's it's not going to be like that. But it does show slow, steady progress. And you kind of feel like hopefully they're not going to, they are going to get a nice pick. In the draft, you know, it's not going to be, they're not going to be number one. So that's a positive. Um, (laughs) Like they are still going to get themselves a fairly decent pick in the draft. And you just sort of feel like you can bring in a few more players because of that. And that that will help them in the long term.
0: Because uh, what, what uh, Trev Andrews, uh, dad, he said, said Johnny on Thanksgiving when we were there together. He was like, I told you, didn't I? He, I told you it would come. And because that, at that point, Trev was watching a lot of college. He was watching all college football, like crazy amounts. And he like never stopped saying, like, he's going to be good. Like, just wait, just wait. Like, he can't have been that good at college. And then, you know, there has been players that have done that. Tim Tebow being one of the most famous ones. Um but, Gareth, do you really think that greatness can come from Trevor Lawrence in his career? Because he was pegged like the next coming of, you know, Peyton Manning sort of thing. You know, it was Andrew Luck. It was all these names of great quarterbacks coming through. And Trevor Lawrence was getting that tag in that mm. draft. And do you think, you know, on a team like the Jags, who have been notoriously not great in, in, in a lot of time, did get to an AFC Championship. Everyone does forget that. Um, with bled balls as well. <laughs> yeah. But Ooh. is is is, is, Trev, is Trev Lawrence traded it's Trevor Lawrence destined for some greatness here with Jacksonville?
2: That was the first time this season that game winning drive that he's done where I've seen what he was what everyone was claiming he was supposed to be. Too many times this year they've mm-hmm. had game winning drives where literally with they go down the field, score a touchdown now, they've won the game, and too often when? they would falter this year. Um mm-hmm. You look at the game, what do you think the game in London? It was like that. They had the yeah, chance London to...
0: Wembley. It was against the, Bron- against the Broncos. He, and he, yeah, and it was just on the
2: goal line, yeah. wasn't it, when they got stopped. And then there was a yeah. few other games this year where, because I'll be honest with you, they're a team I've watched quite a bit of this year because they're a team we see quite often. So if the Eagles aren't playing, they're a team that I will watch because you know their games are going to be close, for one. Um, I quite like their defence as well. I think that they... Don't get me wrong, they have some mistakes in that defence. The amount of um, roughing the passer calls at the wrong points in the game, they do quite often. But I quite like Trayvon Walker. I think he did he's been solid, if not a bit mistake ridden at points. Um I think Lawrence that was the first chance, the first glimpse of sin of the quarterback that the generational quarterback we were told he would be. And I think that He's got a bit of chemistry going with that wide receiver core now. I think Doug Peterson does help because Doug's a former quarterback himself. He spent pretty much his whole career as a backup quarterback and was the guy who was there to assist, in effect, the quarterback. Um, He's studied under some great coaches as well. Like You can't go wrong learning off Andy Reid. Look how many coaches in this league have fallen from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Um, And I think you've got to remember as well, last year you had Urban Meyer who was horrific for that team last year Mm. so Doug Peterson had a rebuilding job to begin with and I think we're starting to see those glimpses now of going this is their quarterback, this is the franchise quarterback for the future and I do hope they they do get he does turn into that player and I'll be interested to see how they do next year when their wide receiving core gets even stronger when Ridley's allowed to play as long as he doesn't gamble on anything this year. Um, It will be interesting what they do next year as well with the even stronger wide receiver core they will have. And that's when you potentially could see the biggest jump in his career. Do do you think next year that is the case And Do you think they get Ridley in?
0: They made some shrewd draft picks this year in people like moving up for Devin Lloyd. Um, I mean, they paid that money to Christian Kirk and everyone laughed. Kirk's been really good there. Solid. Really good. Um, do you think it just I, I, takes one more year of signing a couple of guys, making a pretty a, a couple, obviously, like you said, there'll be lower picks, but some good drafts. Uh, good, good draftees, sorry, and then they could compete for this division.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they're that far away, to be honest. No. I I really don't. It's it's a similar it's kind of almost like a similar story to the Raiders, like you say. A lot of these games are kind of like they're one-score games that they're losing. They're very tight games. They could have gone the other way. You just got to get the habit of winning. That's you know that's all it is. You got to get that habit, and it will just snowball, mm-hmm. and you'll start seeing you know that four and seven record will suddenly be seven and four. So it's, like, it's not it, it's not that complicated. I, I think they're kind of like they're not that far away. I think they'll probably continue to invest in the defence quite a lot through the draft and that they'll probably, you know, I, I don't know if they'd be able to go out and get anyone. I mean, they had quite a lot of money available, didn't they, over the last couple of years to spend, which is why they could get people like Christian Kirk. But I'm not sure exactly what their cap space is at the moment. But, yeah, I, I think they're, they're a team that's like, they, they could, they can turn it round. Um, And you've got that franchise quarterback who can turn it around as well. And I know it's only one game and it's only one drive at the end of it and stuff like that. But it's all positive. It's all like, you know, it's just a matter of keeping that going, keep that momentum going. And okay, this year you're not going to be you're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to be in that position. Mm -hmm. But. To a certain extent, it doesn't matter for this year because that's not what you're looking at at the moment. You're looking at carrying on and building and and getting stronger. So, yeah, I
0: don't think it will take much. I think a very key thing for Lawrence is, and this will only be done with building, is winning when they're bad. I think that'll be the the key for them because that's what's happened with a lot of these quarterbacks. I know Lawrence had, had the hype, but look, people like Josh Allen, who didn't have a great start, but never had the hype compared to Trevor Lawrence. And now, I know they've been a bit this year, shaky this uh, sometimes this year, but they win games when they're bad. They That's how they've been pushed over the top. The Chiefs, that's how they get pushed over the top. Yes, they have excellence across the field, but I, I look across the Jacks team now, and there's ex, there's excellence there. There's some really, mm. really top-end players. You can't tell people like Josh Allen, uh, the edge rusher, and Trayvon Walker – um, on you know playing high level Trayvon Walker yeah like you said there's been some problems with with maybe some of the flags he's getting this year but that again he's a rookie he, again he, he's going to have time to learn and and like you said also a big thing you said that, Adam winning's a habit it is such a habit and Doug Peterson knows that habit this team doesn't necessarily there's players in that team but definitely know how to win games they've been part of very good teams in the past but. At franchises, it, it needs to be a complete culture shift, doesn't it? And and petersons it's just his first year. He had a good draft. He got in some of the players that he wants. He gets another year next year because they're not going to get rid of him for sure. They get another good draft. They get another couple of proper of players in. It doesn't – What what is it all about shrewd signings next year, I think. There won't be any big splash guys, but there could be a couple of these guys here and there that could really turn us around. And then when the franchise gets that winning mentality – uh, it, it becomes so easy, doesn't it? Especially when the division gap is weak. Like the Colts aren't doing anything. The Texans aren't doing anything. The, the Titans are, are, are not the flashiest at times and can be a little bit problematic, but they don't they don't blow anyone out at the minute, if it doesn't feel like.
2: But you also think about the Titans as well. How many more years has Derek Henry got being the elite running back that he is? Mm-hmm. And when he's not, what do they do? Because look at the wide receiving court they've got. The fact that A.J. Brown has more receiving yards than their whole wide receiving core put together tells you everything you need to know about that core right now. I know it's Burke, isn't it, the the wide receiver they took this year? I know he's been injured at points, but he was supposed to be a like-for-like A.J. Brown replacement, Mm -hmm. but right now he doesn't look it. And then even right down to when you look at the the quarterback position in Tannehill, I've, to be honest, I've never rated him as a quarterback. I think that he relies heavily on Derrick Henry making the play action a lot easier in life because everyone's panicking about him. So yeah. you do think that division in the next few years could be up for grabs. And the Jags, if, they, if Lawrence does carry on developing and showing what, and if he does the big jump that is what, it's when QBs usually go from being good to great, isn't it? It's that year three. When they do that, if he does the jump up, which the likes of Josh Allen did, Mahomes did, um, you can probably say, I know he's not really in his third year this year in Jalen Hurts, but, um, but when the, the jump that he's made this year, it's that if he makes that jump next year and the Titans aren't as good because Henry's not as phenomenal, not saying he will drop back next year because he's looked just as good this year. But you don't know when that cliff is for a running back. They can go from being elite one year to the next year being horrific. Um, that division could be up for grabs and they could be primed to get it if they are carrying on as they're doing and being smart.
0: Yes, Sam, we've talked talked about your Jags more than enough now and uh, hopefully we'll definitely see the progression come for them. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you, Adam, for joining me this week. Thank you all for watching. Um, make sure you check out uh, this show, like and subscribe on YouTube and all our other shows, the fantasy show and the Sunday preview show. We're back here, there and everywhere every week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the England game against Wales. Uh definitely be a lot of nail biting, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully Gareth boys can uh, get us through to the next round and it'll be a, a night of enjoyment for us all. Until then, see you all next week.